Welcome to the American Made and Paid Show, the home of free speech and independent thought. The big story is freedom of speech is really in trouble. The far left knows that at any time they can call for a sponsor boycott of anyone they despise. It is right here, right now, where you'll get your weekly dose of unfiltered truth. It's non-negotiable. Pre-existing conditions will be protected. This president has said this as a candidate. Insight. Very few people I know could have handled it. We can never, ever let this happen to another president again. An information that challenges the American way of life. Welcome, everybody, to the American Made and Paid show. Zach here, back with Professor Dreg. Hope you guys are all having a fantastic week. Uh, I just want to let you guys know that I recently turned 25. (laughs) (laughs) Which means I'm starting to feel that quarter-life crisis coming on. I think I'm going to go out and get myself a motorcycle. Or perhaps maybe a... Or should I just like, yeah, <laughs> should I just go get a motorcycle or, you know, buy myself a new pair of shoes or socks or something? I don't know. And um, I'm not going to do any of that. But it puts things in a perspective, you know, because my birthday always seems to fall near the end of the year, near the holidays. So I'm just like, I, it doubles also as a reflection period. Just a real quick update for all of you folks. Um yeah, if you guys haven't left us an iTunes review, please be sure to do that. There's been a lot of presidential candidate craziness, but I thought in today's episode we'd dive into my co-host's uh, history as to a little bit of the nature of his work. Now, his partner is a sort of a well-known attorney that we won't mention her name. We'll just call her the counselor. We always have since episode one, and... Um, there was this recent article, if you guys want to look this up, there was a killing that actually happened up in Henderson, Nevada, uh, of a mother that was suspected of stabbing her own boy. And this is a case that you guys are taking on. You want to elaborate more on it? And we can talk a little bit more about the legal ramifications and whatnot. Yeah. So, so And basically, we'll get into how we got it, this case. And, and it's still not for sure that we're going to do it. But I'm really leaning towards getting for accepting this case. Well, it's in Henderson, Nevada, <laughs> right? Yeah. So how does that work? Well, okay. So technically, yeah. And, you know, actually, this that's a good question. Uh, basically, <laughs> because a lot of people don't know this. But it's amazing. I'm thinking, yeah, because technically the counselor is not licensed to practice in. Well, that's Nevada. what I'm saying. Yeah, she's in California. And, and and so, so yeah, so she's a California attorney. But here's how it works: uh, she could work like she can get a a temporary license to practice in Nevada just for one specific case. If another attorney. Uh, will quote unquote uh let her use their license okay and, and Wait, that's is that legal yeah 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 that's how it's done like so oh. she usually does that for new york cases because yeah, i mean not not to you know god because i don't want to sound like we're only concerned with like forget about the flyover country you know what i mean it's all it's all about the east coast and the west coast like new york miami LA. oh got it got it okay well Let's go back and talk a little bit more about this case. What's the nature of it? Well, well, okay, so here's the thing. And, and here's why they, they gave us a, a, a call, because people know that we are 
well, the counselor is one of the few people that honestly know how to take the government to trial. Not just because a lot of people, when their family gets killed by police, mm-hmm. I mean, this is really sad. But this, it's sad to say this, but it's the truth. Like, everybody's rejoicing because they think, big payday, big payday. You know what I mean? Because, you know, when, when a cop kills somebody, you usually somebody gonna somebody's going to get paid a lot of money. Yeah. And, and, yeah, you know, come on. You know what I mean? That's not, you, you know, I mean, like, I get it. I, I know a lot of families are grieving or whatever. Uh, but, like, this one case, and, like, usually, like, in Oakland, that's what they, they're not protesting about anything. They're protesting so they can get bigger paychecks. And that's, you know, and, and I hate to paint that broad brush, but people don't understand police brutality. They see it as a way of making money. Okay, so let's, let me kind of look at this a little bit more so here. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. it says that what, what apparently happened here was that in Henderson, Nevada, uh, which is close to Vegas, for those of you who are unfamiliar with that town, I actually used to go up to Vegas a lot. Uh, one of its officers apparently shot and killed a mom that was involved in a violent domestic incident earlier this week. And apparently they found uh, an agitated woman and they found her seven-year-old son with multiple stab wounds. And what ended up happening was the guy was taken, the boy was taken to a hospital, underwent surgery, didn't know what happened here, but apparently the police shot the mother. Is that correct? Or is, or are my details unclear? Cause there's not a lot of info on this. Well, I mean, cause as of right now, I don't have all the details, but the mom was killed in the process, right? Yeah, that was true. She was shot in the head. Oh, <laughs> so, but the thing was, the thing is this, was she, and we actually spoke about this, like, like the reason why I wanted to bring up this case is because it really does tie into what we were talking about yesterday, mm-hmm. which is about dads. You know, we, we, we touched a lot about dads, single dads, and remember how, like, in Texas, how yeah. the dad, the father lost. Right. Uh, his, you know, and that now his son is going to be turned into some weird Caitlyn Jenner broad. So in this case, the father actually has custodial uh, rights. So okay. you know, the custodial parent, the son lives with, with him. But, uh, you know, they go back and forth, uh, you know, again, because the single dad is no better than a single mom. So the single mom literally suffers from real mental illness. Are you talking about this mom that was killed? Are you talking about yesterday? Yeah, the, one, the mom that is killed now. So in this case... Okay, let's, let's, we have to make that, dis- that distinguishment because sometimes people following aren't... Yeah, okay. So like, forget about Texas. You know, we were just talking about Texas. But in, in Nevada today, this woman suffers from mental illness. So because she suffers from mental illness, you know, ah, you hate to say things like this. You really have to really be careful about what they can and cannot do. So my approach would be this. And this, I honestly believe this. I honestly believe instead of focusing on, I mean, yeah, we focus on the cop who killed the mother, but we also have to focus on the state of Nevada, Department of Mental Health. Uh-huh. Because, come on, 
who allows a person with these severe types of mental illness to parent a, a child? Yeah. Well, because she's the mom. I mean, it's usually, yeah, yeah, we talked about the prejudice when it comes to who is deemed an adequate caregiver, usually in the marriage and family court system. And it always usually goes to the mother, most likely than not. You're more yeah. likely to find single moms than single fathers, at least for fathers yeah, well, who actively fight for custody of their children. Yeah, well, see, because the thing is like this, the, what, what I find disturbing about this case is beyond like the you know allegations of the mom stabbing the kid because that actually there is no evidence of there's that. no evidence of that yet and she got shot in the head so yeah the boy so, is in the hospital right now well and, but then he he might not even be in the hospital at all according to the family so like you know so that like the whole thing is is but then again like i, I was but then okay jesus i don't know if i should disclose this but one of the family members is an actual police officer so oh. you know what i mean so yeah. i have to and technically without giving too much information out this is a highly decorated officer and you know what i mean so and this officer is very well known so i'm going based on what this person is saying as a witness stating that the kid is safe never was stabbed but the husband might have been stabbed you know what I mean? But she didn't tell me outright because she said it has no... Okay, so, so what does this have to do with the cops then? Like if... The we'll see, but... And, and, and we spoke about this many, many times about police officers being un, you know, undereducated and too young to handle this type of responsibility. Because right. like now that you're 25, you know, since you turned 25, <laughs> seriously, like I honestly believe you can be a police officer. I mean, you like you're. I mean, you hate to say things like this, but most people your age, they don't know Jack. They really don't, and that's why I'm really impressed with you because you would be the exception to the rule of young people having wisdom. You know, it's not every day a 24 year old kid can teach an old man like me something. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's the truth. It's like the type of wisdom you possess is very rare. Mm -hmm. And you, we can't make people like you the standard for all 25-year-olds. It's just not realistic. So people your age, I'm not, because I know a lot of people are young, but it's, it's just a reality. Right. Young people should not be judges. And that's what police officers are. And in this case, this cop who has a history of, I mean, he shot his mm -hmm. his his uh girlfriend's husband okay so he has a history of, of acting impulsively with a firearm shouldn't be going around answering dangerous situations and yeah well forget about that think about this he was having an affair with the married woman and she shot the husband out of jealousy oh okay and, and you know what i mean that, that so it's it's and that, but that's something young people do young people make mistakes like that Mm -hmm. Not like yeah, well, you know, again, <laughs> old people do that too, but you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, no, yeah, but that's my that's my point. When they're young, they don't know that it's wrong. They feel justified. But when you get older and you're still doing that crappy crap that they do, having affairs and 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 sex out of wedlock, whatever. <laughs> at least when you get older, you you feel some sort of remorse. Well, and, that's the hope, unless you're a psychopath. But yeah, yeah no, I honestly used to think I was a psychopath. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always thought that. I was like, fuck, I'm a psychopath. 
<laughs> you know, I honestly thought it, but it wasn't because it's because I didn't know Jesus. Seriously. Yeah. So, but now that I know, it's like, fuck, I'm not a psychopath. I was just a, 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 an atheist. You know what I mean? So in theory, by, by nature, atheists tend to be psychopaths because they're atheists. And that's just what atheists are. But, you know, I don't want to. Yeah, I know, I know, because we, we have a tendency to get. But, but so let's talk about the cops because so I feel like every month or so we got to talk about cops. You know? Yeah, well, because this, uh, this is huge. Uh, I, I don't even think this has had national media yet. It's funny so, how we talked about the Texas thing yesterday, and now it's all over the internet. And then really, that's well, funny. it was it was already kind of all over. But I feel like there's always a coincidental timing thing wherever we talk about something. It's like, oh, now it's on CNN. Like, <laughs> anyways, let, go back to the cop. I'm sorry, we have a tendency. Well, we have different perspectives. That's for sure. So, anyway, so this police officer, I honestly believe, is a sociopath. It's just just uh, not a psychopath, but a sociopath. Cause he knows right from wrong, but come on. You know what I mean? He's still, I mean, he shot somebody back in 2010, uh-huh. the, the lover, his, his, his lover's husband. So, you know, so you have to question his, his rationale. And we spoke about this before how we spoke about exigent circumstances. When is it okay for a police officer to violate your constitutional rights that may lead up to your death? Uh-huh. And, and, you know, so there's four main reasons. One, so the cop can protect himself. Two, uh, if he's preserving evidence. So if a cop is doing some investigations and you're destroying evidence, he has the right to shoot you. Mm-hmm. He just does. Three, if you're running away. If you're running away, a cop has the right to shoot you, to stop you from running so that he can arrest you and bring you to justice. Right. Uh, and if you die, it's, but the fourth way, and it matters to this case is, mm-hmm. are there hostages or somebody else is in danger? So the police officer was responding to a domestic violence call. And if in domestic violence calls, you always got to assume the police officer has the right to assume that other people are in danger. Right. So, because that has been established, these cases are extremely hard to prosecute on the civil side, and the district attorney will not prosecute. I already know. I told him that yesterday. I was like, they're not going to prosecute. It's also because there's a lack of witnesses. Is that true as well? Well, I mean, no. I mean, it's not that there's a lack of witnesses. It's they got a call st- stating some, and it's look, it's on the news. The mother was suspected of stabbing the boy. You know what I mean? So. That's the narrative. So the narrative is already painted against a mentally ill mother. And I don't see in the article that they noted that she was mentally ill. But that's really important. Because here's the thing. And I really want to get into this because I believe this is something that is, well, I don't want to say it. I'll retract. No, I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, I believe that Christians have a special responsibility to the mentally ill and the developmentally disabled. That's what churches were for. Yeah, no, I honestly believe that. And because of this, I I honestly believe this is like, this case is another example of how Christianity is attacked. So um, I'm going to get into this. So, and I'll explain it in, 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 I'm hoping, clear detail. So this police officer 
it will not be prosecuted by the district attorney because he has every legal right to shoot this woman. Mm-hmm. But here's the problem. When this person used lethal, lethal force, what did he do? Did he just kick down the door, looked around, saw the woman, decided it was her because she's yelling and screaming and shot her? Or did he do anything to even look like did he do any type of investigation any search of the of the house to say mm-hmm. hey look we need to search your property we need to search your house to as a welfare check to make sure that there's mm-hmm. nobody dying in here you know what i mean or did he just go and guns guns blaze and he saw some yelling person and just shot the mom in the head because that's you know how hard it is to shoot somebody in the head so this guy is a good shot. And um, so anyway, so, and based on her being shot in the head, I seriously doubt he talked to her. Just like as a normal human being. Like when a cop goes in there on a domestic violence call, you explain to the person, hey, look, I'm here to do this and that, this and that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, it seems like he didn't do that. He, he didn't do that because if he spoke to her and she's yapping, 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 like a lot of women do, like they get all emotional and, mm-hmm. and get all crazy. Cause like, I, cause I don't want to diminish the, the threat. This woman poses the threat. Crazy mm-hmm. women who are mentally ill pose a real threat to society, mm-hmm. you know? But and, it doesn't mean that she should have been shot. Well, no, but that's, that's why this is where the Christians need to step in because it's only through Christ and, and, and the blueprint of Christianity can we help these mentally ill people. It's just how it works. So, but, and this is the problem with when everybody thinks carnally. This cop is just riddled with carnal thoughts and actions. So instead of talking to her, making an assessment, mm-hmm. he opted to kill her. So what he should have done or I don't know if he did it, but we're going to find out. We're going to investigate, talk to this cop and ask, I'm going to ask him point blank. Did you speak to her? And when you spoke to her, did it ever cross your mind to call the fire department? Mm -hmm. Because you have every, no, but think about it. You know, you're right. You're right. I'm trying, I'm putting, he has every right to 5150 this woman. But 5150 means, uh, it's, um, it means the police officer on duty is making a rational decision based on his experiences and his lack of education. Because mm-hmm. it's a lot of power to give to somebody with no education, but they have the right, if they think somebody's acting crazy and doesn't understand what that officer's saying with instructions or anything else, he has the right to take away her liberty for 72 hours so mm-hmm. if 5150 is 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 the code they use to take away someone's rights liberty and imprison that person for 72 hours so professionals can 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 you know make an assessment to see right. how crazy this person is and uh he look he didn't do that i know he didn't do it because well what justifies shooting somebody in the head right well no but even no but let's say Let's say uh, he shot somebody in the head. I mean, uh, it was justified. But I know 
and and I hate you know because a lot of listeners are like oh yeah but you're making assumptions. I was like, well, I'm making reasonable assumptions based on decades of experience, and I'm considered to be one of the best in behavioral uh, function analysis in the country, if not the best. And uh, I'll tell you how I won these underground contests <laughs> because I'm telling you, like, I could tell you so many stories about government waste and, and just how, I mean, it's it's embarrassing to to believe that that this is our government. You know what I mean? But our government is so crap and just, it's just, you know. Okay, so we'll go back to the, what the police officer. Yeah, yeah. So, so basically going back to the 5150 hold, uh, psychiatric hold, I know he never called it in because there were no fire department or EMTs on the scene. There is no records that I have seen that would indicate that this person called in a 5150 and that would require you know like an emt or somebody to uh to a stasser and you know maybe restrainer because i honestly don't know what type of restraints they use in nevada they might just use handcuffs i don't know but uh like some fire departments in california they use soft ties mm -hmm. and they restrain her to the gurney right. and they put her in the ambulance so she doesn't hurt herself they don't handcuff her like like a criminal yeah, 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 of course. You, you know what I mean? So, for her own safety, really. For Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you just don't know. So there's a way to do it without her. Because, like, you could hurt yourself in, in handcuffs, <laughs> you know, as they, or they say metal restraints. <laughs> but, uh, but soft ties, is, is, it's a really strong, like, nylon material that doesn't hurt. You could rub, 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 and it's not going to leave, like, severe marks or anything. But anyway, so that would be the very first thing you have to assess. <laughs> What did you do to de-escalate the situation? Mm -hmm. Because you don't know if this woman is like a quote-unquote Joker-type character who knows a lot about explosives. She could have rigged the entire house. That's a possibility. It might be... It's unlikely, but it is a possibility. Yeah, it might be unlikely, but you never know. You yeah. never know how crazy a person really is. So, you know, so that would be the first step. What did he do to prevent any type of exigent circumstances from even existing? Did he even try? What was he doing? Because there's something called looking for evidence of indicia. So if someone's being accused of stabbing somebody and you don't see the boy, what things should you look, what type of evidence should you look the for? The weapon. Well, well, forget, what if she hit the weapon? So one of the things that you look for would be, are her hands bloody? Are there blood on the doorknob or blood on the grass or blood in the hallways? Because if you're uh -huh. stabbing a boy, like according to this, stabbing would mean multiple stab wounds. Mm -hmm. And so if you're being stabbed multiple times, and trust me, I've been stabbed. Even when I got stabbed just once, it bled, and it bled a lot. Like there was blood all over the place when I, mm -hmm. I got stabbed at work by my coworker. And trust me, when you're stabbed, you bleed a lot. So some of the evidence of Medisa he should have been looking for before shooting somebody is blood. Mm -hmm. And if there's no blood, why the hell are you shooting? Seriously. Right. And um, so, um, uh my goodness uh so when you're looking for this type of evidence of indicia 
Mm -hmm. You have to be very cognizant of the type of uh, evidence you should expect. You might not see a murder weapon or a weapon. You might not because, you know, if she's stabbing somebody in another room, mm -hmm. you know, you, you got to look for, you know, you're not going to, you can't expect to see a knife. You can't expect to see the bloody boy, but you can expect to see blood on her hands, her shoes, the carpet or the hardwood floor. And I don't know if this cop even looked for that type of evidence. So what does this have to do also with cops and making money and all that type of stuff? That's the other aspect, right? Well, see, but that's okay. So that's the thing. Well, but that's how I would look at it from the, because I'm really interested in, in, to see if this cop really acted in self-defense or was he just another cop who's suffering from PTSD because he did kill somebody. He mm -hmm. killed his lover because we don't know. Because I honestly believe police officers need to seek some type of 12-step faith-based counseling. No more of this crazy taking Prozac or, yeah. or any or Especially because you're on the job too and it's already high stress as it is. Yeah, no, I'm not kidding you. I, I don't want to sound like Tom Cruise, but medication's bogus. I, I honestly believe we have to start honestly implementing Christ. Like, and it has to be Christ. It can't be Mohammed. You know, it's just, <laughs> it has to be Christ-based 12-step type of program so these cops can go through their PTSD. Right. And, I mean, it has to because, look, I, just from being recently saved – I know how hard it is dealing with being promiscuous and being violent. Yeah. It's hard and it eats. It's a struggle even after you're saved, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's my, like you have nightmares about crap like that. And, and then, well, I mean, even if it's like a daydream, like sometimes I'm just driving and like, I'll see crap. And I, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, man, it sucks. Yeah. And, uh, but anyways, so I know. And, and if you don't have Christ, I guarantee you it's 10 times harder, maybe even a hundred times harder because it's hard to deal with things like that without it. Because mm -hmm. now I know why 12 step is so successful and it's not even that successful. It's only 38% successful, but other types of therapy, 1% mm -hmm. successful or lower. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a better <clears throat> method than just, you know, medicating people with Prozac or antidepressants or what anti-anxiety pills. Cause a lot of people are taking, uh, it, it's funny. Just a quick segue here. Did you know that antidepressants, the side effects for antidepressants is depression. You know, yeah. it's always the most ironic thing when you look at that and it's just like, Oh, the most, uh, yeah, the most ironic thing when it comes to antidepressants is actually uh, depression itself. No, but the thing is too, Suicide is a side effect. That's literally one of the side effects is suicide. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah. Kind of defeats the purpose, huh? I guess it's yeah, for them like, to make more money off of you thinking it's like a it's like a vicious cycle. You know, you keep make you keep taking the drugs, you keep doing all that funny stuff and uh No, but 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 it's the truth. I, I honestly, man, I'm so against medications, it's not even funny. <laughs> but uh because I know it doesn't work. 
Uh, but then at the I same mean, time, a, a, I mean, cough medicine once in a while, that's fine. But I think for yeah, mental I, but health, I mean, like, like psychiatric meds. Yeah, like, yeah, psychiatric I, meds. I, 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 I take I take Nyquil whenever I get sick. I yeah, mean, no, yeah, no. Like I believe in antibiotics, anti-carcinogenics, antiviral pills. I believe in all of that. I just don't believe in antipsychotics. Oh God, anxiety pills. It, 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 come on, you're supposed to have anxiety. Anxiety. Seriously, you're yeah. supposed to feel anxious. And so, because think about it, most competitors, like, you know, like I used to run. Oh yeah. You know, that feeling right before a race, it's like, dude, I can't, yeah. I can't sit in my own skin. This is horrible. But then you get over it. That, that's kind of the fuel. Well, no, for but you focus that energy, those butterflies in your stomach to run hard. You focus yeah. and channel that energy, all that energy you have, those butterflies, you could use that to help you run better. And, and that's the thing. Anxiety serves a purpose. Depression serves a purpose. There's a reason why we feel those things. Why? Because then we know something's wrong. Ah. Seriously. Or uncomfortable if you're trying something. Yeah. Well, if you're depressed, that's a sign that something's wrong with your life and you have to correct it. And as soon as you correct it, guess what? The depression's gone. Sometimes it's as simple as taking a shower and going to the gym. No, no, well, but, that, but the thing is... But, but I, I'm, what I'm trying to say is... It's all, it's all methods that I think get overlooked because we have... Uh... Well, yeah, but see, but that's why, you know, like, it, those are all methods. But the thing is, those methods are meaningless if you don't understand the first commandment Jesus gave us. Seriously, because you got to love yourself. And if well, you, lo- you got to love God first. That's the first Yeah, point. love God as you, as, as, as you would love yourself. Seriously. And if you don't know how to do that, then you will always be depressed. There is no way around it. Right. Seriously, like there's literally no way around it. All the medications in the world will not take away that feeling that you have without love for God. Seriously. Yeah. If you don't or can't do that, then you are doomed forever. And, and, and that's just a reality. That's just from an expert who's worked in the psychiatric field forever. It, it, it's just how it works. And that's why we have to have special care for the mentally ill and the retarded because the, you know they're retarded or mentally ill so it's really hard for them to to love themselves and, and that's part of our job is to help them love themselves and and they actually do become successful at it over time but anyway, that, that, those are all tangents but going back to this case uh this person we have to find out if he honestly made those assessments and, you know, most likely he did. And so there's like so many things. We, so we covered like the first thing. Uh, we covered exigent circumstances and how they may or may not have existed mm-hmm. because we don't know if he did any proper assessments. But here's the other side, the flip side. for Because this is like in the mainstream media, what I'm saying is pro-liberal. Like, oh, this is what the progressives always think. Mm-hmm. So here's the flip side, and this is why uh, I'm very careful about taking these types of cases, because as we see in Oakland or in the Bay Area or Los Angeles, when a cop shoots somebody like Oscar Grant or whoever, Mm -hmm. they publicize this a lot. And look, sadly, this is a way to make a ton of money. And, you know, people... They buy life insurance. Why? Because when you have life insurance, your spouse, your family is taken care of. 
through your death. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, in the black community, instead of getting life insurance, a lot of gangsters and thugs, they'll participate in gang activity or criminal activity that will make a cop kill them. Right. And then guess what? Because, you know, they're suffering from depression or some type of for, you know, Jesus, like I got to come up with better terms, but you know, like, I don't want to say demonic possessions, but you know what I'm saying, right? Mm-hmm. For whatever these carnal reasons, people engage in criminal activity, they engage in a roundabout way of suicide by cop to get fa- uh, money for their family. Because think about this. Uh, gosh darn it. Because uh, uh, like, there's so many people I can, but I don't, Oscar Grant. Uh, if, you, if we look at Oscar Grant, they made a movie about him. They got like a couple of million dollars off of the, uh, you know, BART police, you mm-hmm. know, Alameda County, whatever. So the question is this. How involved were the parents of Oscar Grant in Oscar Grant's life? He was a single dad. He didn't see his kid. He was kind of like a deadbeat father. He was. So how involved was the parents? Do the parents really need to profit off of this guy's death? And that happens to a lot of the parents of these people. They give the parents a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And obviously they should give the kids a lot of money because the kids are going to grow up without a dad. But at the same time, it should not be a way. Because Oscar Grant, that's a bad example because he... You know, he wasn't fighting with the police. He was fighting other people. You know what I mean? So, and and Oscar Grant, I think he deserved every dime he got because he was already tied up. He was handcuffed to the floor and they shot him in the back of the head. But a lot of these dudes, they fight the cops. For what? You know what I mean? Like a lot of, because I don't want to give out names to people that we may or may not represent, but. A lot of these dudes, I, like, we don't take a lot of cases because I know that these dudes are fighting cops because it's a way to get their family paid if they die. Because there is no way these dudes are going to make millions of dollars legally. They might do it illegally, but they will never make millions legally unless they get killed by a cop. And, and that's what I told the fam. I was like, look, I am not going to take this case if you guys are not going to go to trial, mm-hmm. we are not going to settle because settlement just means you guys are in it for the money. We do this to get changes in the government because, and I broke it down to him, you know, I said, because the president has nothing to do this. This isn't Trump hating black people. This isn't the governor hating black people or, or minorities or anything like that. This is about, how a city, mostly progressive cities, tell people who are police officers to violate our constitutional rights and literally kill people who have guns or who have, you know, are suspected of having any type of arm mm-hmm. in their home. And a knife is considered an arm. It's a weapon. A hammer is a weapon. So... And I said, look, I'm only interested in getting justice for people who are victims of real civil rights violations. 
and uh, and those are constitutional violations and the police are all guilty of this because they do not uphold the oath that they take to the constitution they right. don't they 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 swear their allegiance not to cuz seriously the constitution to take an oath on the constitution it in the word like the constitution doesn't say the word god literally mm-hmm. but it does say the uh, about the nature uh, uh the the law of of nature mm-hmm. or the the uh, alien uh, unalien- unalienable rights right. and all this stuff yeah. you know and and to be unalienable that is another way of saying uh created by god without using the word god you, you know what i mean that's why they say un uh inalienable rights Right. Because and um, or as they quote unquote say the laws of nature or whatever, that's just a, a really good way of saying, uh, you know, God's law without sounding religious, and, and that's why you got to give credit to those guys, you know, for doing this. Um, but we have to focus mm-hmm. on how these progressive cities are telling government agents to violate people who honestly believe God in God, because we have the right to defend ourselves. We have the right to be strong. So that way nobody picks on us. Right. Seriously. That's the whole thing about the warrior spirit. We have that right to have that warrior spirit as men and women have that same right too. It's not just unique to men. Women also can be warriors. If the, you know, like if their husband passes away or, or if they got an effeminate <laughs> husband, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause like you, your heart, like, like, look, a lot of good women fall in love with soy boys. And, and if, and if that woman is trying to bring that soy boy to God, you know, she has to do what she has to do. So she has every right as well to protect herself and to bear arms. And, um, and I'm pretty sure the Bible backs what I'm saying. So I just don't know any examples of women going to war and all this other stuff or, or, or bearing arms. But, but the thing is, I'm pretty sure it's, it's been done. Um, but on that note, these progressive people very stealthily have been attacking the second amendment by saying that we post threats by telling the police officers, guess what? If you feel threatened, just go ahead and kill them. Why? Because they have a weapon and it's illegal to have weapons. Mm -hmm. It's illegal, even though it's not illegal, but progressives say it is. That's why they keep trying to regulate it. And by heavily regulating guns or even knives, because, you know, to carry a knife, you just can't carry a knife in public. You can't. (laughs) It has to be registered. So knowing that weapons are so highly regulated, you know, these cops are in constant fear. 
And they should be in constant fear because if somebody's telling you how everybody poses a danger to you, then hell yeah, I'm in constant fear. But that's what the, uh, the politicians do. The mayors know this. They are so, I hate to keep saying the word demonically possessed, but because I know it's not demonically possessed, but, but they hate God so much or they believe that they're gods so much that they honestly believe that, you know, like they want to destroy that warrior spirit. Like the whole second amendment is there to protect that warrior spirit in people naturally mm-hmm. who fight for, you know, justice and, and they know how to control their power, but they have it and they stockpile that power so they can get the word out. You know what I mean? Because that's how you get the word out. How do you get a better society? Well, when bullies can exist. If a bully can exist, well, then it's easy to get your work done. You know, so. Well, and that's the thing is that you kind of need that. It's an equal and opposite reaction just to keep that going. Yeah, but we're not saying, because a lot of people will take what I'm saying is, yeah, but you're telling us to kill government officials or or to have guns so we can shoot people. It's like, no. When you have like, it's having a gun or weapons is like having a sign that says home protected by ADP. It's the same thing, but everybody knows you can get around ADP real easy because you got a one minute window to snatch and grab. That's what they call <laughs> it. You, you, know, you know what snatch and grab is, right? Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people don't know what snatch and grab means, but basically you just smash into the house you got one minute to grab all the goodies and go you can take a lot of crap in one minute i guarantee you this and uh and now with police being so bogged down you got five minutes now. <laughs> snatch and grab with adp is now like a five minute window instead of the one minute window back in the 80s and the you know early 90s so but a gun come on there is no window for that. Somebody got a gun, you know you're going to go to the next house. But on that statement, and that's all it is, being heavily armed, having a strong military deters bad action. It really does. As soon as Turkey knew we weren't going to fight, what happens? They invade Syria. Nobody wants to go up against the strongest army in the world, but if they know they're not going to fight back, fuck it, take advantage. Mm-hmm. And that's what criminals do. But when the people don't have the right to protect themselves from the criminal element or whatever, because cops are killing you in your house for quote unquote being armed, then we have problems. And that's why I'm taking this, this case. And uh, uh, because this is an attack on 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 why well, i don't, don't want to say just christians but everybody in our society who pose a threat to the atheists who honestly believe that they're gods the government has become an atheist entity who believe they are gods and they need us to be without guns without weapons in order to maintain the control that they have over us Think about that. That Texas case from that we spoke about yesterday. Yeah. Are you effing kidding me? How is this humanly possible? 
because we cannot fight back. We can't stop the government. We can't. How? They're going to kill you if you have a gun. Mm -hmm. The police will shoot to kill, and it's totally legal because they have exigent circumstances. The father is a soy boy who didn't just kidnap his kid and, and went to Wyoming and just worked underground for a few years to protect his kid. He didn't do any of that. Why? Because he is, he's a real soy boy afraid of getting shot by the cops. Seriously, he won't fight back. And that's why our cops are killed, are trained to kill us if we have guns in our own house. If we have a gun in our house and we get shot, well, he had a gun. That's why I shot him. But, you know, uh, um, I forgot what city, but there was a woman who got shot in the window because uh, the cops were looking. There was, they were responding to some sort of theft. And uh, the woman, she had a gun. And, uh, you know, she heard knocking, people looking with flashlights. So she, she took out her gun. And, uh, you know, and when the cops, when she pulled up the blinds to look through, the cops saw the gun and they shot her. But that cop is going to get arrested because, you know, she had every right to have a gun. You know what I mean? Like, why in the hell did she shoot? But then that's the point. If she shot the cop, that's the cop's fault because you knock on the door and you announce yourself. You just don't be, you know, scaring people. She was, I don't want to say she was a little old lady, but, but come on, a, old women or women in general have a right to protect themselves if they're living all alone. Right. And, and so anyway, but you know, and that's the thing. So I'm hoping with this case that we, you know, we're able to break it down, break down how much money these cops make uh, and, and how little we, cause seriously, I believe we don't value our police officers because we put them in dangerous situations where their lives are in danger every single day because one, we don't require them to have a good education. That's two, what I meant. Yeah, they're always never educated, but keep going, yeah. Yeah, two, we don't have, um, um, well, the first requirement was, was under education, but the second one was lack of training. We don't train them on anything and, and this is going to be controversial, maybe not to the listeners, but for those listeners who are not Christians and believe that Christianity is some kind of joke or whatever, that like we're all crazy people. But here's, but this is the truth. We have to start having some sort of faith-based training. It doesn't have, like, you don't have to pray or anything else. You can still have the principles of of like and, and like we should have a litmus test mm -hmm. like instead of a psychological background they should pass a background about loving yourself i think that I that's true because here's the thing right a lot of the issues that come from cops overreacting and everything always seem to come back to the topic of mental health always always it's not always. even about situations it's about mental health i mean hearing you talk about it, it's almost like i mean is it we could talk about education, being well-armed, all of that, but the mental health aspect still needs to be addressed. Yeah. No, and, and I'm going to say this, another controversial statement, but look, Muslims are effing crazy. They are. Like, I, you know, because just like I believe Catholics are crazy. It's a cult. 
they pray to weird objects, you mm-hmm. know? So it's not just we're attacking Muslims, but look, m- like Muslims can't be cops unless they can show they have the ability to love themselves while loving others. Right. You have to love your enemy. You have to. If you can't show that, you cannot be a cop. And it's going to be hard for Muslims to say, oh, I love the Jew. Hell no. They'll probably, oh, no, no, no. You know what I mean? They're going to start crazy. And, and, but there has to be some sort of Christian-based psychological litmus test that these cops have to take. And that is free of any kind of existing prejudice. That's the main thing. Yeah, but that's what Christianity. No, I'm not kidding you. Christianity is unique in all religions of the world because they have that. There, you have you gotta love your enemies. You cannot have prejudice. You can't have any pre-existing prejudices. You can't, or else you're not a Christian. If you do, mm-hmm. you, just like how I think we've been really clear about. Because look, we talk shit about everybody. Gays, you know, dudes who fuck too much. You know, and we talk shit about them all. But we are not judging them. We we don't say this just to talk shit. We'd say this so we could help them, you know, understand what I just recently discovered. You know what I mean? And that's what you've been trying to do. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's how, you know, so cause I cause I know a lot of people are like, God, you guys are so hateful, hateful, hateful. No, actually, people agree. <laughs> I mean, I haven't gotten that yet. Got to wait till we take it to video and people start calling like, what are you business do you have saying this stuff about Muslims and Jews? And, you know, no, but, but, it, but I'm not kidding you. Name any religion, and I mean any Hindu, uh, any religion where they are supposed to not have prejudices against any people. Seriously, the Jews have, you know, hella prejudices. They're taught to have prejudices. Same thing with Muslims. That's why they keep throwing rocks at each other. (laughs) But but it's the truth. I mean, like in certain parts of Israel, the Jews throw rocks at you too. But not as bad. You know what I mean? But, But it's still not against their faith. Like it's against Christian faith to throw rocks at people. Seriously. Christians are told, hey, don't do it. When Peter chopped off that ear, like you told me, he, well, I guess it was also that guy's sermon, but hey, look, Jesus healed the eel and, and told him, hey, don't do it again. You know what I mean? Keep it under, keep it in check. Right. And, and, and that's all. And that's what cops have to do. Cops have to have all the strength in the world, but they have to be able to holster that strength. And still like, you know, I don't want to say that cops need to pastor the, the citizens, but gosh darn really close to that, you know, because that's what cops are supposed to do. So going back to the beginning of the, of the, of the conversation, seriously, that's what they're doing. When you're assessing, they call it de-escalation techniques. That for me would be code for pasteurizing. I don't know if that's a proper word, but like preaching to somebody like the way the judge did the judge did her job in Texas for that one cop that killed that 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 dude yeah and, and gave her the Bible, but that's what she did. She did her duty without using religion, but on her own free time she said, "Hey, look, read this Bible, read this, read that, read this, read that." But the cop, every cop should be like that judge, and that's my whole point. I'm taking this case with a counselor so and this will be my final thoughts, mm-hmm. so we can be 
hopefully like this judge who gave that Bible filled with passages. Right. Because I'm not kidding you. Like I'm going to, I'm going to like focus on Romans and have a lot of stuff in Romans Mm -hmm. and I'm going to use all of that for how we break down what cops should be saying to people and how we did like how I spoke about looking for evidence of indicia like this and that, but this is what they should be saying. So mm-hmm. we always offer solutions because that's part of the settlement process. If we don't go to trial, our settlement process would be this. We want the city of Henderson to start implementing, uh, you know, training. So, and de-escalation techniques based on these principles. And I'll have like a whole list of things that cops should say, but it's going to be based on what Roman says. Right. You know what I mean, and what, uh, you know, just other parts of, of the Bible where it talks about, you know, like what that pastor Stephen Anderson said about holstering this and that, like, seriously, like, this is our chance. This is every attorney's chance to make change in the system by demanding as part of settlement, instead of asking for money, you can ask for changes instead. Changes don't cost a dime, but we're not going to settle. We will go to trial. If you guys don't change your policies and how you hire police officers, if you don't change how cops are trained, their education levels, we can make those agreements and shit, the city will be like, because they're politicians, <laughs> they'll be like, okay, we'll make these changes. We're going to make, you know, we're going to make change the requirements from 21 to 25. And we're going to change the requirement to require them to have some sort of uh, uh, degree, like a four-year degree plus training, and then they're going to have to pass a psychological examination approved by us, the, the plaintiffs. So you know what I mean? And then that's how you make changes. That's how all attorneys can make these types of changes, but they don't because they only settle for the money. It's all about the money, and it becomes an industry. A lot of attorneys who are civil rights attorneys, like they're literally going to make a movie about this one attorney in Chicago. Mm-hmm. He's 59 years old. I forgot his name. Some black dude. Uh, but um, Jamie Foxx and um, the guy who played in Black Panther, the bad guy. Warmonger. Uh, um, I forgot his name. Michael B. Yeah, Michael B. So he's playing the attorney. And, 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 uh, yeah, so Michael B. Jordan, I think. Jordan, is, yeah, that's it. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan is playing the attorney. Uh huh. Just a civil rights attorney who just who's in it for the money. That's all they do. They don't. They never get changes, but they sue, and they get ton. They get millions. And uh, and Michael, uh, not Michael, Jamie Fox is playing the character that he represented, who was wrongfully imprisoned or something like that. And, and mm-hmm. it, it's all about the money. They don't change the system. They just get money. It's an industry. This is how they make money. And they celebrate these people as civil rights leaders, but they're not. They're doing it for the money. They're not doing it for the changes. Because the one thing I did learn from Martin Luther King was he was correct in, in trying to get changes through God, you know, using God as his, you know, uh, guide. But, you know, he got sidetracked. <laughs> you know, with carnal 
lot. No, of course, of course. But those are good solutions, man. We do got to wrap this up because I got to call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, our but, hour's up. No, I know. But uh, I mean, I think uh, let us know how the development of this case goes. And I certainly want to hear more about how you break down the solutions. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in. And we'll see you all in the next episode.